Hello, and welcome to Sounds from the Shelves. I'm Mika. I'm Sarah. And I'm Lee. talking about a holiday many of you may have only heard of in the last year or two, Juneteenth. And to join us in this important discussion, we have a guest, Winter Storm. I'm going to read her bio real quick. A queen of many crowns or hats, Winter first and foremost is a mother to their handsome baby boy, Amias. She's been a poet and published author since the age of eight. Winter made her debut in the 2018-19 Salt Lake City Slam poetry season, and made the team in the same year to tour with them. She creates poems about justice, healing, love, self-love, queerness, and the power to overcome. Winter is the 2021 Utah Arts Festival Indie Slam Champion, with a host of other awards over the years. She's been featured on Write About Now Poetry, and Winter is the co-founder of the Utah Black Artists Collective. She has a chapbook called A Glimpse into Surviving Winter's Storm, And in February, she released a collection of poetry titled Black Rainbow Layers. She's a featured artist in a poetry collection published in Las Vegas called Beyond the Neon Lights Anthology. And Winter is excited to announce she will be releasing another collection of poetry titled Home in October of this year. Welcome, Winter! Thank you all so much for having me. I'm super grateful to be here. So excited. Um, It's already been fun, so (laughs) super excited to be here and share with you all. Awesome. We're excited to have you. Thank you so much. I know you're our first non-library guest, so. That's true. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm honored. I am absolutely (laughs) honored. Um, And to talk about uh, such a joyous occasion and celebration, I am, yeah, completely honored. It's Juneteenth is uh, very important to me. It's, yeah, so it's a part of so many of my memories and um, my first my first chances of being um, an artist in many ways. So I'm excited to share that with you all as well. Yay. Sweet. Oh, and I just have to jump in that I've known Winter for quite a few years, and she is an absolutely amazing individual and poet, and I hope she shares some of her words with us today. Oh, I just might have something with me. I, ju- I just might. And I appreciate your words. You have been um, so amazing as well. And I'm so grateful um, that the universe always allows us to meet the right people um, sure at the does. right time. Yeah. So, yes, I'm I'm so grateful to call you my friend. So very grateful. And to call you all my friends as well. Y'all have uh, made this a beautiful, a beautiful experience already. So, yeah, I look forward to this. All right. Um. I guess let's jump on in. Um, Let's do it. Let's do (laughs) it. I mean, you've already touched on a little bit about what Juneteenth means to you. If you want to elaborate a little more. Yeah, I would love to. Um, So just like the history, I always want to make sure that I'm factual as well as give my history. So um, I'll just share with you all about what Juneteenth, what it says Juneteenth is, right? Um, The factual basis of Juneteenth. So freedom finally came on June 19th of 1865, when some 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas. The Army announced that more than 250,000 enslaved black people in the state were free, 
by executive decree. This day came to be known as Juneteenth by the newly freed people in Texas. Um, that already says like so much, right? I get chills reading that every time because that already says so much. Um, there were slaves who did not know that they had been free for so long. Um, and yeah, they to, to learn of your freedom, I can only imagine, right? Um, I wasn't born in those times, but I can only imagine. Um, we think about freedom. We think about the freedoms that we have now. Um, I have the freedom to get on stage and bless people with my words. Um, I have the freedom to speak the words that I want to. Um, those are things that I don't take for granted because my ancestors for years and years and years back didn't have that freedom to not only um, speak those words, but write those words and read those words. Um, there's poets, many poets that came before me that I have the chance to read their words and it inspires my words. So um, freedom, that's, yeah, that's just a lot. Um, so that's the, that's the official history of Juneteenth. But um, just speaking about me growing up, right, around Juneteenth, um, as far back as I can remember, oh, goodness, probably like going back to like five or six years old, um, Miss Betty, a, a lot of people don't know, but Betty Sawyer is who helped get this law passed to put Juneteenth uh, in place, you know, um, as being an official holiday. So um, she's been doing, she's been having Juneteenth in Ogden for as far back as I can remember. Um, and just getting to go to those and witness different artists, um, gospel artists, hip hop artists, R&B artists, um, just have the freedom to share their art in so many ways and bless so many people, um, touch so many souls and just be a community like um, that space is so important. Yeah, yeah, it is. It truly is just being um, a community and feeling safe. Right. And yes. Doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what Juneteenth means means to me and has always meant to me is, you know, witnessing so many different art forms. Um, celebrate celebrate together and celebrate with the community um in a safe space and then as I got older I got to I didn't know I was going to be an artist I thought I was going to be a doctor or something right <laughs> isn't that most of us though <laughs> like we got to pay bills yeah I thought I did I like I thought I was going to be a, a doctor right I'm um, coming up really young and then Art took over my life. I've been a drummer um, since 10 years old, but I've been a published poet um, just writing, you know, behind the scenes since eight years old. So, yeah, art has been art has been my life. And the first time I got to touch a stage with my art, right, with my drums, um, a big stage, it was Juneteenth. I believe I was like eh, probably about 14 years old. I played for um, a, a big church choir up in Ogden and um, we performed at Juneteenth. And that was like the scariest moment of my life, but like the most <laughs> rewarding thing ever. And yeah. then um, just a few years ago, I got to bless the stage with my words. And yeah, incredible, like in an incredible feeling um, to see. Um, people that look like me and um, people who don't as well that are supporting, right, um, and just celebrating with one another um, to say that, yes, things were not right, but we're celebrating that things are still becoming, but um, we're closer to things becoming right and um, these freedoms being a reality. Mm -hmm. That's a work in progress, yeah. but... Mm -hmm. 
some of those first steps is creating that safe space yeah. and allowing people to be seen. Most definitely. Yeah. One of the things that we talk about a lot at like library and conferences and stuff is we talk about the concept of windows and doors yeah. with books and that not only do we need books with like people of color and their own voices and stuff like that for the people who are different ethnicities, but we need it for people like me who are white to be able to look through that window and go, oh, there are other experiences out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And it, it seems like so simple when you put it like that, but it's, yeah, it's, it's something that people don't, uh, don't understand or grasp as easy as you would think they should because it's so simple, but it is. It's important to, um, look through that window. I love that analogy to be able to look through that window and get a glimpse of somebody else's life, somebody else's community. Um, and uh, things that are important to them so that we can know how we it's okay that we're all different um, but we all have similarities as well and that's what um, make us relatable so mm-hmm. yeah all right so you are a founding member of the utah black artists collective um do you want to tell me a little bit about what inspired you to create that yes um so i am actually the co-founder there's two of us um and we, it was actually J-Rod, uh, J-Rod is my, my co-founder, and he has a collection of poems called Being Black and White Spaces, and um, he was going to share those poems at, at an event, and then the event asked him if there were other poets who had um, similar poems of telling their stories, um, you know, their stories of what it's like being black in Utah, right? Um so, of course, he's like, yeah, I do. We got together. It was literally over lunch. Um, yeah, 30 minutes that we decided that we would <laughs> create Utah's Black Artist Collective. <laughs> it's crazy when I say it out loud. But uh, we were having lunch to talk about this event. And then I'm like, why don't we take this even further? Like, if there's people, if we need a community, right, um, and if we need people to uplift us more um, and and help us to see other opportunities and, you know what I'm saying, as Black artists out here, why don't we do that for other people as well? And he's like, hmm, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, because we, I can honestly say, me and J-Rod, like being in the co- poetry community and the art community, um, we're consistently trying to create, and Lee will tell you, create other opportunities and spaces for other people, um, other artists, and um, especially, you know, younger artists that are going to come after us. Um, we realized that, that those things, there wasn't a you black, right? When I was coming up as an artist, there wasn't a you black. And Oh my goodness, how much I wish that there was because it would have uh, really changed what what my art looked like and the platforms um, and the people that I've that I've been able to touch. I'm so grateful for the people that I have been able to, to touch and bless with my words, but I can only imagine if I had more people um, uplifting me and giving me a chance, honestly. And so, yeah, we had that conversation. It was a quick like, yeah, let's do this. And then, like, in a couple of days, we text each other and we're like, so we're really going to start this <laughs> nonprofit. And um, both of us are like, yeah, it's needed. And uh, we applied, got our EIN number, and uh, it's been uh, dreams come true since then. Um, wow. That's all I can say is, yeah. is wow. Um, 
You have a lot of artists yeah. in the collective, too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And people, when I say people are literally joining every day, um, y'all, I really didn't know there were that many black professional artists in Utah. <laughs> I had no idea. You give somebody a home and you say welcome, they yeah. show up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had like I had no idea. These are professional artists that are doing this um, as they're what people would have as their nine to five. They're they're being professional artists. We're being professional artists. And uh, that's beautiful to see. Um, that's beautiful because me again, coming up as a little girl, I didn't see that. I I didn't. Um, I saw people being artists, but not anyone that looked like me. Um, and it's the truth, like in the black community, right? Um, coming up, it was, you got to try harder than everybody else. You got to, you know what I'm saying? To be able to um, get get ahead or achieve your dreams, right? Or mm-hmm. not really even have dreams unless they're uh, dreams of being a doctor, a lawyer, you know, something like that. Um, so to have a dream of being a full-time artist, um, that was like not really a thing. <laughs> that yeah. was not really a thing. But I get to create that space and encourage young people that are like, no, I want to be, that's what I want to do. That's my dream is to be an artist. I get to say you can. I have that's, for yes. a while. And yeah. that's, yeah, that's I think everything. I think um, a lot of adults forget that. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's like, boom, you're an adult. You got bills to pay. You got to find a place to live. You need a career. And a lot of people's families push them to have families and settle down and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you don't see other people living lives differently, you don't know that that's even an option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Or that your art can make you enough money to pay your bills. Right. Right. So we've always, how often have we heard of starving artists, right? Yeah. yeah. But artists don't have to starve. Um, we see the, the entertainment business, the big, like, music business um, of every different genre. They're not starving. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're not starving. So, um, yeah, it's beautiful to be able to um, bring that to our community and say, no, this it's not just an on-TV thing. Like, you can really live your dreams. Yeah. It's real life. It's yeah. amazing to me how many... In particular, musicians, because I music is one of my things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's amazing to me how much like a musician or a band can make without having any like big label signings or big tours or anything like that. Like they just go play gigs at bars or parties or whatever. Like they can make really good money that way. Yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, because it's the people have finally um, looked at it as it's the experience that you bring, and I think this uh, pandemic has really showed people what art really is and how important art really is because when everything shut down what did you have you had tv art music art um drawing things right art like mm-hmm. we had to really turn to art in this pandemic because you had nowhere else to go you like we were literally on lockdown for a while so you had nowhere else to go also um yeah um as much as like a lot of people are don't have great things to say about this pandemic and it's been super scary. Like it really made us look at our art and the community of artists um, and respect them a little more. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate and realize like, yeah, like you said, how important they really are, how important art actually is in our lives. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. 
So on that topic of like artists and being a young artist, what sort of opportunities are you providing for young artists now? Oh my goodness. Um, we have a, a mentorship program. So um, when I say we have artists of every medium, um, literally every medium, we we have a food artist who's going to apply to for um, Black as well. Now he just reached out to me a couple of days ago. Um, so we'll have a professional chef as well. So every medium to where um, these young artists, um, we'll place them with these artists for uh, six to 12 months if they want something shorter, depending on their age. Um, we'll do something shorter so that they can explore different mediums if they'd like, but um, where we can place them with these artists and let them um, shadow them and, you know, go to different events. And then you Black um, ourselves, like we get tables at different events. Um, we'll be at Juneteenth, right, at, at this Juneteenth so yeah. that um, the young artists can come out and experience what that's like because um, going to a festival, even that's overwhelming, right, um, uh, being at, at a festival or celebration like this. And so we let them experience that and um, explore these different these different worlds of arts. We're going to be at Utah Art, uh, the Utah Arts Festival. Um, and we have different, a couple of different tables there. Um, one of them is in the emerging artists. So we have a lot of our young artists that will be able to um, display their work, their visual arts, um, and perform as well, like on a smaller stage where they feel more comfortable. Um, and then just me, myself, I always am available for them to reach out to, to me. Um, I know young artists reach out to J-Rod a lot. Um, I just had an artist that reached out to me yesterday to help with his with one of his poems. Um, so, yeah, we we make ourselves very accessible as well. Um, and then the, the last thing that I do is um, helping artists know their words. So um, we're going to start a workshop that's called Knowing Your Worth, um, talking about the money aspect of it. We just talked about starving artists. Um, you don't have to starve when you bring a certain experience um, that's enjoyable for the community, for people. Um, and even for yourself, right? It's a release for us as artists as well, um, you know, to be able to tell our stories through different art mediums. Um, so that that's something that we provide as well. So we just try to uh, continue to uplift and give these artists space, um, safe space, stages that probably um, they would be afraid to touch. We provide that. Um, we, we make it easy and accessible for them to be able to um, get on these stages and continue to grow to these bigger stages. We have a lot of partnerships um, with different organizations out here. So these different partnerships, they encourage our artists to get on these stages that they probably wouldn't have touched before. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we're uplifting in every way possible. I think there's something really special about like growing up as a young artist and like all these adults helping you and then you in turn when you become an adult you help these kids and yes. they grow up. It's this really I don't know amazing cycle like hearing you talk about it gives me goosebumps like almost brings tears to my eyes because I think it's just something really amazing. It is. It's important and again y'all being artists like you understand because we I I'm sure that almost all of us can say we wish we had that. I wish that there was a U Black or any type of organization that did this right in particular for artists. Um, and I've worked for Boys and Girls Club. Um, I just stopped working with them just a couple of years ago, but I've worked with them since I was 16 years old. Um, just uplifting drummers, right? Um, these young drummers. I taught drum line at a couple of the different Boys and Girls Clubs, but that was a program that I had to bring in. There's nothing that just helps different artists. Um, so. 
yeah, I'm I'm excited that we're able to do that. Um, give these artists a safe space and somebody to believe in them. Like y'all all know how far it goes to have someone to just believe in you and say, yes, you can. Like mm-hmm. you can, you get to live out your dreams. You can do it professionally if that's what you want to do. If not, you get to explore it, right? Um, giving them the option to explore these things and see if it's what they really want. It's yeah. like the greatest safety net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, it's fear. Yeah. Fear holds people back so much. Yeah. And when you're young, you're scared of everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's great, too, for kids to know that, like, if you enjoy something, even if you don't want to do it professionally, yeah. like you could still keep doing it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like it can be just be like something that's healing for you or something that you're just able to. Like you said, if you're not doing it professionally, like you can encourage some other young people to do it um, with even you continuing to do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But giving them the option um, to be able to do that um, and the space to be able to do that and explore that. I think that's super important. So. Most definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know. Yeah, there was nothing like that when I was younger. No. So um, honestly, I didn't start sharing my poetry until I moved to Utah. And I moved here in my late 30s. So wow. yeah. Pro tip, kids. It's never too late. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Well, speaking of poetry... <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Winter, please, please, please share your beautiful words with us. Let's see what I have here. Um, I'm going to share something that um, it's not exactly uh, Juneteenth, but it's when you all hear it, you'll understand why it is so Juneteenth. <laughs> doesn't say the word Juneteenth, but um, very important. I've uh, shared this poem only a couple of times now. Um, and it's called Revolutionary Dream. I was inspired um, to write this poem for a couple of graduations out here and, yeah, just a couple of, of events that I was, I'm grateful um, to be a part of. So, I have a dream became a revolutionary prayer, a generational mantra that we believe in on repeat. I have a dream. Even when we can't fathom how I hear, we shall overcome, replaying like my favorite song as a promise to myself. I mean it. I know that the day is near. Folks say not to live in fear, be brave, but don't get caught up in bravery. Dare to be the change. Dare to be revolutionary. You know, I'm catching on to more things because becoming the beloved community is so important to me. My beliefs, generational wealth, not conversational wealth. We are H-O-M-E, hopes of mending everything. It isn't just my poem. Call me sunshine on a rainy day. You can't always keep all the clouds away. My black joy just shines right through. A generational gift. Black joy is our beginning. We wear magic smiles that light up darkness with resilience. It welcomes you in like an altar and says, come as you are with a genuine heart. Black joy is the message. I've heard for ages that black is strength and I listened. I felt the connection, embodied the power like my blood was finally free. 
like I have a dream, will one day transform into our reality. My modern day dream has and always will be hope for every soul that love lives at the core. Love that does not harm is all that we've ever asked for. A statement that deserves a second tour. Listen, my black joy has been and will remain hope that love dwells at one's core. It's all that we've ever asked for. So just watch as my black joy keeps smiling through it all. Like granny's weary voice that always says, baby, I'm fine. Like it hasn't always put itself on the line. No sugarcoating. Black joy finds the blessing in every lesson. So sweet. Black joy is precious. I have a dream that Dr. King is still dreaming for a more peaceful reality. Hopes of mending everything. We are H-O-M-E. We are his dream. We are revolutionary. So let us continue to rise together while becoming the beloved community. We have a dream is the climb, for we shall overcome now and every time. And yes, we must find joy within radical self-healing, for we are all the deeper meaning. Yes, when we wake, we all deserve to keep breathing. The generational gift that just keeps on giving, embedded in us is persevering. So let us continue experiencing. Let us keep building. We are his dream. We are the reality. We are the hopes of mending everything. So may we all continue dreaming. May we all continue believing and becoming the beloved community. I have a dream. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you for letting me share those words. Um, I love that poem, so I appreciate y'all for letting me share that. Mm-hmm. Anytime. <laughs> I'm a fan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, that poem, uh, like I said, it didn't say Juneteenth, but that poem is so Juneteenth because mm-hmm. Juneteenth is uh, black joy. Juneteenth is celebrating. Uh, Juneteenth is becoming the reality that we all hope for together and supporting one another in so many ways so Mm -hmm. yeah true i guess the important things that we want for our listeners are what are some things that the non-black community can do to help support both juneteenth and you and the artist collective um, there's so many ways that you can um support us. Um, first of all, um come out to our events, right? Um go out to as many Juneteenth celebrations as you can. Um you'll see many black artists that are there. Um support, support how you can. Um, even if it's just like a smile and saying, I'm glad to be here, like it's just it's community. Um so genuinely be a community to one another that's what we can do first is genuinely be a community to one another and then um of course like the black artists our black artists collective um donations are always amazing um we have uh 
partnership through uh, Fractured Atlas to where you can donate to us online. Um, we have a lot of merchandise, so um, hats and shirts that um, if you all want to just rep uh, Utah's Black Artist Collective, come and get a shirt from us um, online. You can you can get on our website, um, ublack.org. Visit us there. There's so many. If you look on uh, the Utah Black Chamber, um, I'm a member of the Utah Black Chamber um, and a, a chair of one of the programs with the Utah Black Chamber. If you look on our website, there's lists of so many black businesses in Utah. Um, I know that we don't have them all yet, um, but it's a good start. Support. Um, look, look at some of those black businesses and support. Um, there will be so many different food trucks at all these different Juneteenths. Support. Try some of the, you know, the food. Um, it'll be a good time for your stomach and uh, your supporting. <laughs> so um, speak up for somebody. Don't be afraid to speak up for somebody. That's a part of it. Um, that's a part of supporting and being a community. If you see something that you know you wouldn't like uh, being done to you, said to you, support. That's being a community. Um, yeah, step in sometime. Let's dare to step in sometime and really be a part of uh, this revolutionary dream and making the the change that we all want to see. We all say that we want to see the change, but what are we actively doing um, to make that change happen? So the the last thing that I'll say, if you didn't hear anything else, be a community to one another, genuinely. That's the biggest thing that you can do. There's so many. We know about all the other different ways of supporting, but it starts with love. And then uh, from the love and being a genuine community, um, all the other ideas and all the other opportunities will come. But it starts with the love part, the genuine, the genuineness in it. Awesome. Yeah. I'd love, like, if you want to talk about, like, there's got to be a lot of joy in celebrating Juneteenth and Pride Month. Like, at the same time, like a person who's queer, I'd love to hear you talk about that if you want. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I appreciate you asking me that question. Um, I literally just put this on Facebook. I was like, I love June. Like, <laughs> uh, with Juneteenth just becoming an official holiday um, and it already, and Pride already being, right, the month of June. Um, it's beautiful for me in a, a completely different way because it's all about freedom. And uh, I always say, like, I love to celebrate all the parts of me. Right. Um, and that's allowing me to celebrate um, all the parts of me. Uh, and like, who says no to celebrations? I just get to celebrate all <laughs> month long. Um, <laughs> Right. Just happy yeah. dancing and just community. Yes. Yeah, it's all about that. That so safe much. space. The family you make, yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be like a beautiful month. Um, like you said, community. Like, I get to be out here in the community, y'all. And you know, like, it's been a while because of COVID. But, mm -hmm. like, I get to be out here in the community and just, like, see so many people. I did an event just a couple of days ago. And, yeah, it was beautiful to just see so many people and um, hug people and, like, just the, genuine of, the genuineness of being a community. Um yeah, that was beautiful. So I'm like always going to have like lots of rainbows, all the colors, as well as like my African colors, because I just get to. Uh, and I do I do that all the time. But like I'm I'm extra excited about it in the month of June. Like it was one of a friend of mine, just because she knows how I am, sent me a picture of uh, 
the bank. She went to the bank and it had a sign that says that they were they were going to be closed to um, celebrate and in honor of Juneteenth. And I literally started crying because it's been a long time coming. Um, and for everybody to finally recognize um, all of the parts of you. Um, yeah, that's a big deal. That's a that's freedom. That's that's even more um, steps closer to true freedom um, and not being afraid or being apologetic um, with celebrating every part of who you are. Um, yeah, it makes me get teary eyed every time because like it's a big deal. Me being a woman, um, a queer black woman in the state of Utah. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been the easiest. It hasn't been the easiest. So um, the the fact that it's starting to be celebrated is beautiful. Um, and it gives you a, a feeling of safety with being yourself. I've always been like the one who's uh, been unapologetically me. So that's probably why I've been through so much. <laughs> I don't know how to not be me. But um, yeah, like it's really it's really amazing. And it really warms my heart and makes me feel that much more safe finally um that yeah that everybody is understanding finally starting to understand that we can all just celebrate one another and love one another um in so many different ways it's beautiful mm -hmm. yeah i wish i had known how to be me sooner i've only really learned how to like be proudly myself in probably the last decade and so i look at people like you <laughs> that are me. just unafraid to be themselves and it inspires me i love it I appreciate that so much. It's uh, it's it's not easy all the time, but it's worth it. That I can say, it is worth it, and so that's beautiful. Congratulations! Like even in the last decade, that's still that's a that's beautiful. That's ten years of being able to be yourself freely. And yeah, there's no better feeling. Mm -hmm. No better feeling. And think about like all the people that will impact like seeing you be who you are. I think that I think about that a lot. Like especially with Pride Month. Yeah. I help run like our teen rainbow alliance here okay um and i grew up like not being like very openly queer and now i am and seeing these kids who are the same age as me like i didn't have what they had then and now they get to have that i don't know it makes me want to cry all the time to see oh, these yeah. kids like grow up like being who they want to be yeah 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 like it took me until i was in my 30s somewhere to even have a word for what i am i'm demisexual Okay. And so it took me forever. Like, I always knew that, like, I wasn't physically attracted to people the same way that my friends were. Like, you know, they'd go gaga over Justin Timberlake. <laughs> or and I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, I could tell he's an attractive guy, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, finally, I don't even remember how I ran across it, but I ran across uh, a definition of demisexual, and I was like, that's me. <laughs> There's a word for that? That's yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And that's so, yeah. beautiful, being able to put a word to it. Like, I bet that felt so good to you. Like, mm -hmm. being able to, to finally see something that describes exactly how you feel. Like, yeah. I it makes imagine. you feel not alone, too. Yeah. It likes, um, what's the word? I always forget the words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it... Um, it just reinforces that you're not crazy, that these are valid feelings and you're yeah. a valid human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love June, y'all. I'm so excited <laughs> to do all the things, like all the things. Um, 
Yeah, y'all, I hope y'all come out to all the Juneteenths. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an amazing time. Um, I'm excited to eat a lot. <laughs> Probably shouldn't, but I'm going to do I mean, I guess I can't eat, like, all the things, right? Because yeah. I don't eat a lot of things, but I'm going to eat what I can. <laughs> I'm going to try what I can from, like, every food truck. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, you know, I got to be careful, too. Yeah. yeah. So. That's okay. There's going to be food at these trucks that we can try. I know mm-hmm. it. I know it. It's going to be a good time. Yes. All of y'all yeah. come out to the Juneteenth. Seriously. Um, all the listeners, y'all, I can't wait to see y'all faces there. But come out. It's going to be um, a beautiful time of people being able to uh, share and express and uh, just love on the community. And the library's Juneteenth event, I believe, is the day after this episode releases. It'll be June 17th. Okay. So, yeah. So our podcast will release the 17th, and then the library's Juneteenth event is on the 18th at the Viridian Center um, in West Jordan. Um, It'll go from 4 to 9. So, yeah. Um, Come visit. I'll be there. Winter will be there. Yes, indeed. So you know it's going to be a good time, right? Yes, indeed. (laughs) And then come the next day to Mill Creek. Mill, T- Mill Creek Juneteenth is going to be a fun time the next day. Um, they have a brand new commons and there's a, oh, yeah. sk- a huge skating rink. So, And uh, yours truly will be the host. So I promise it's going to be a good time. Another, We're going to have just days upon days of fun. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, after the last couple of years, we need it. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So, so, so come out. Come out. Share food. Share community, listen to people's stories, maybe share your story. That'd be great. Yes. I'm going to have to, did you say it's not, it's not off, uh, off limits for me to do that poetry slam? Cause I think I might have to. No, it's not off limits. <laughs> I think I might have to just spit a little something at this poetry please, slam. Please, please. Otherwise it'll just, it'll just be J-Rod. <laughs> Sorry, J-Rod, that came out wrong, because <laughs> he's also a very amazing poet. But, yeah, we just love, there's space there for you, so yeah. um, it'll be a very intimate, welcoming time, so I really would love to see a lot of people show up. What if me and J-Rod did a versus, though? I mean, versus is like the thing right now. <laughs> That's true. What if That's me and J-Rod did a, did a You Black co-founder versus? <laughs> It could Maybe. be a thing. We, it could be a thing. <laughs> you never know. We got to be. We got to be adaptable. <laughs> I'm here for it. It's gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be entertaining. I'm. I'm telling y'all. <laughs> Show up. Let's do this. <laughs> yes, I'm it. super excited. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode and winter. And our next episode will be a day in the life of a librarian. So any of you who are wondering what it is we do all day sitting in the library, not reading books, you'll find out. We'll tell you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And we have a special guest from the city library, uh, Brooke Young. And um, we'll talk about the different uh, library systems that we work at. So... Um, they are different, and we do do different things. Do do. Um, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything, but since you said it, I, we're all secretly twelve years old. Yes, yes. just a little bit. Yeah. And as an adult, we can embrace that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll compare the systems and just 
like Mika said, talk about what we actually do. We'll Should see be. you next time on that. Should be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at shelvespodcast at slcolibrary.org. Uh, you can find new and old episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And that's what we've got for you today. Mm-hmm. So long. Bye. Bye. See you, friends. I need a rainbow on me somewhere. It's going to happen. I feel like I can just get my book name tattooed on me and put a rainbow in place of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Why are you agreeing with me on this? I don't need to get the name of my book tattooed on me. <laughs> oh, my God. Why not?